Hello everyone, welcome back to the Other Side Podcast. I'm Arthur, and sadly, Louisa had to leave us, my co-host. Um, as you guys know, me and Louisa are both doing the IB, and really, the IB really is a strenuous pro- process. I mean, Cass as well, she's in a bunch of other Cass projects, so she's been really, really busy. However, I was able to find, I don't know if this is the right wording, but a great replacement, and... Honestly, he's my best friend. I've known him for over 10 years, and he's a great person to have a conversation with. And yeah, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi guys. So I'm Bruno. As Arthur said, we, we are friends for like over 10 years already. And I'm here to substitute. I'm not sure as well <laughs> if it's the correct word, but you know, just be part of this project together with Arthur. And I hope to be as good as Luisa. Um, and I, I really hope that, that everyone likes me. <laughs> Bro. Stop saying that, bro. This is something else that I want to talk about this in, conver- in this conversation. Because this goes actually very well to what I want to talk about it right now. Um, toxic masculinity is the topic for today. And I think something that Bruno says is a perfect example of toxic masculinity. He says, I hope everyone likes me. I think that is the, probably one of the biggest things in toxic masculinity. But okay, Bruno, whatever. Enough of me talking. Do you believe in toxic masculinity? Do you think it's all a farce? What do you think of it? No, of course, um, I believe in toxic masculinity. I mean, the society is all like built, built around those values. And you can quite see it like many cases. Like, um, for example, when you meet with your friends, they're always like asking the same questions. They're always expecting stuff from you. Um, girls, mm-hmm, for example, mm-hmm. family, they're always expecting the same thing from like boys or men. And I think it's quite clear that we can see it in society, honestly. So you do agree with it, right? Yeah, I do agree that it is in our society, like, really clearly, yeah. But uh, do you think you're aware of it? Like, for example, whenever you said, I hope everyone likes me, do you think that's also part of toxic masculinity or no? Uh, honestly, no. I'm just, uh, I just want to keep up oh with a good level uh, that you, you were having with Luisa in those conversations, you know, because, you know, I'm really nervous. It's my first time in a podcast, so I just want to keep up with these expectations, you know. But that's what I mean. I feel like these expectations that you have are molded by society. I mean, for the, let's first define what toxic masculinity is. So in my terms, at least in my terms... Toxic masculinity are the toxic values that society imposes on men that create expectations that does create negative effects. For example, in the case of what I told about Bruno, a very cornerstone of toxic masculinity is that, oh yeah, everyone has to like me. More specifically, I have to be desired by women. And I think that's really toxic in my opinion because at the end of the day, not everyone can like you, Bruno. Like, I really don't think so. And... If if you just keep trying to like make yourself someone else just for people to accept you, like how are how are you gonna know who are even you? Cause you're gonna have an identity crisis. Cause you'll be like, oh, is this me or is it just a copy of me trying to make everyone happy? Okay, sure, but like I wasn't talking about like it's not for me being a man. I just wanted like like toxic masculinity is pretty much about like the gender uh, about being a male and living in a society. But, you know, in that case, I was just talking about, like, me being uh, a new member to the podcast and me being, like, wanting to be as good as the other co- co-member, you know. So that's what it was about. Honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with it. 
Okay, okay, I got you. Well, like, for example, um, something else you just said, you, you're comparing yourself to Luisa, the old co-host. But don't you think that's, like, a, a key part of toxic masculinity? For example, I'll give a great example of this. Um, it's very stereotypical, but stereotypically, men like to watch sports. And one of the biggest things that uh, sports fans do and sports commentators do is compare a player to another player. We compare who's better, Messi or Ronaldo, which Ronaldo just went to Man United, which is insane. And Messi's in PSG for some odd reason. It's like FIFA career mode, but whatever. Um, we compare LeBron James and Stephen Curry. We compare so many people to like other people, but at the end of the day, we had to set that both players are great. Just like whenever we compare, I guess, you or to Luisa or you to another guy, you guys are both great in your own qualities. And comparing yourself to other people will just make you feel a, will create a superficial way of thinking that you're either superior or inferior. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, okay. Um, and you think that, like, kind of, like, matches to the, to the topic of toxic masculinity? Exactly. Because um, people want to be as good as others, you know, or better than others. But, you know, in the end of the day, we're just doing our work and stuff. Okay. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Like, we try to, for example, we, for example, if you get a magazine for a man's magazine, whenever there's like a bunch of, a bunch, especially white dudes. Now there's more black dudes. But like, before it was a bunch of white, strong dudes. And then you kind of, you look at yourself and be like, okay, so that is what an ideal man's supposed to look like. That is definitely toxic masculinity because you're creating an expectation of how men are supposed to look like. You're pretty much saying, oh yeah, if you want to be superior or you want to be cool, you have to look like me. This strong white guy with a bunch of muscles and abs popping out, which in reality, you know, we know that's not the case, is it? Oh, hell no, that's not, that's not the usual uh, male body that we see in the streets, you know, that's not... It's not everyone really strong. We can see, like, for example, in Brazil, when we go to the beach, um, there are many people with different, like, body types, you know. And when we see the magazine, we obviously, they want to show us the, what they want to sell us, you know. What they, they want us to buy products to be, like, strong. They want us to go to the gym and, and spend money. But honestly, it's just capitalism working on, in our minds, you know, basically. I think what you said right now is so good, Bruno, because I think it's not, I think, I guess it's capitalism, but it's more of a byproduct of capitalism. You know what consumerism is, right, Bruno? Yeah, you, you kind of already talked to me about that thing. You really uh, believe it's an issue in society, right, Arthur? Exactly. Consumerism is pretty much a byproduct of capitalism, where um, society imposes values on either men or women keep making them consuming and i really do believe that toxic masculinity comes from consumerism i mean like you gave a perfect example oh look at this great great guy he's, he's strong he's big oh you want to be like him yeah buy our membership for um the gym which i guess is productive but many times bruno like you might see in instagram like oh you want to get abs in two days or one day take this pill Oh, you want to be really strong? Take this, eat this, buy this. Like, we're just given so many products to fulfill our shallow desires that I think toxic masculinity does. Like, can you think of another example, Bruno? Um, sure. I, wait, wait, I can uh, many times see um, 
for example, ads for uh, football boots. Um, all, they're always showing like the, the best players using them, um, pretty much making people believe that, oh, if you use these boots, you're going to be better. But in the end of the day, they're just different. Uh, they're just all similar. It just might like help you a little bit, but you know, it's not how you, that you're going to become messy from uh, day to night because you got his new boots, you know. So yeah, pretty much <laughs> you can find many examples of that thing. <laughs> But bro, like, I feel like what you're saying right now is just so hypocritical for yourself because we were talking about this. Bruno is a Neymar fanboy and there is, Neymar's now um have boots or cleats from Puma and it's pretty much saying, oh yeah, I hate Puma, but oh, the ones from Neymar? Yeah, that one's cool. Like, that is a complete representation of consumerism and thus toxic masculinity. And here you are pretty much being aware of it. Like, since you're aware of it, why do you keep continue living with these values okay guys um don't blame me okay i'm a victim i know i'm a victim but you know i'm weak <laughs> I, I know that <laughs> the puma boots are, are great now I, I i just love them because of neymar i didn't used to like them but you know <laughs> but that's how society that's works dumb, though. that's i <laughs> can't dumb, control it <laughs> okay yes you can dude okay you can i guess i guess you are a victim but like you giving that an excuse is pretty much impeding yourself from changing. Like, for example, I have ADHD and many people in my school have, oh my God, um, I have dyslexia. Oh my God, I have ADHD. So that's why I'm not getting good grades. Like, bro, of course, that's going to make you harder, but you should never make that as an excuse. Um, and you're making that an excuse right now, I think. Like, you're saying, oh yeah, I'm a victim to our consumerist, consumerist society that gives me these toxic values, but... If you're aware of okay. it, you can change it. Okay, but what if I actually did not like them before? I actually did not like the Puma boots, but now I do. I know it might be because of Neymar, but that's just how I feel. And I know why, but should I just just keep on hating on Puma? No. If I like it right now, why would I not like it and buy stuff from Puma, you know? No, I think it just it shows that, like, you're this... kind. I, I guess this might be a poor wording, but you're kind of slave to the system. Like... You, for example, um, the Puma boots that Neymar is wearing right now probably was the same model as another boot, but with a different colorway. It's the exact same boot with a different color. And do you really think that if Neymar, for example, imagine, um, I don't know, like Lukaku was wearing those boots. Would you like them? I don't think so. Even though they're the exact same boots. Yeah, I know they're the exact, exact same, but you know, it's like, I think it's just cool to have something um, from your idol at home, for example, if you get like a football shirt from your favorite team, and when I wear those boots, for example, I'm just, oh, I'm just thinking, wow, I have the boots from Neymar, they're cool because they're from Neymar, and that's what I'm thinking when I have it, and I just, I want to, you know, honor like the guy that I like, you know, I think it, that's totally fine. Mm, okay, that that's a good point, actually. That is a good point. And I, I don't really think that much part of toxic masculinity. But yeah, that's a good point. But something else, Bruno. Something I was talking about, Bruno, recently before he left to the UK because he was visiting us in Brazil. It's about clothing. Do you think clothing is part of toxic masculinity, Bruno? Or what do you think? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely clothing is part of uh, toxic masculinity. Like, nowadays, we can see like many people um, only using Nike and Adidas. Um, we have our friend, you know. Um, he's really addicted to sneakers and stuff. I, um, I think it's a great point. Yeah, I know you. I know you. And, mean. you know, um, 
he the other day he said uh, that he make, he really like uh thinks it it's like it's like a reason to bully when people get like Nike Jordan mids, uh-huh. and I just think that's stupid. You know, if if it like fits your outfit, it, you should totally get it. If you exactly. if you think you look cool Whoa. with it, confident with it, it's not about just being a mid that you're not as uh rich as the person that gets a high one. You know. Not not only that's rich, but like it just looks good. For example, um, this I think you're talking about the same friend. If you wear like a Nike shirt and I guess an Adidas shorts, if if it fits like the colorway, it's okay. But if he sees it, if he sees that, he's gonna start going like crazy for some odd reason. But I I is that I don't know if that's part of toxic masculinity. I I think that's more part of consumerism in general. But actually, should I be for men? I guess I guess it is. But what I'm thinking about Bruno specifically is not about that. Um, example specifically, is I'm talking about the example for um, for example, many guys, especially in Brazil, I would say, are expected to wear um soccer shirts or I don't know have a specific hair, and if you have a different hair or you have a different way of styling your I don't know your shoes, your shorts, your shirt, you you'll be attacked. Do you agree or no? I do agree. Uh, I I feel like um everyone I, I at least I have I feel like I have been like a victim for that for some reason for example not a victim it's not like a really serious thing <laughs> while wow, they made fun of me yo but like uh when I go to school I have like Adidas uh, shirt and a uh, Puma uh shorts they like would be like yo Bruno what are you doing you sh- you should totally change that that doesn't make sense at all that's completely insane or like when I um, when I go to the beach, everyone's just, like, using football shirts and stuff. But, you know, I just went with a completely different, like, I don't know, uh, red shirt. And they're like, yo, why are you not using football shirts, you know? Like, that's not our style and stuff. And, yeah, I think it's completely visible and it's part of toxic masculinity for sure. Like, for example, I feel like this goes into a very good point as well. It's like, whenever you see everyone, especially men, if you see someone that does not look or at least wear something like you, they start going really, they just start acting really weird. Like, for some reason, us, I feel like even women, I, I feel like humans in general, but I'm, I'll be specific for men. If we see someone that wears something different, we try to alienate them, which I think is so ridiculous because being different is now seen as a bad thing. And that goes very well into what we're talking about this podcast. Our whole premise of our podcast is about thinking differently or looking at the other side. We're so intolerant to new ideas, new styles, new ways of looking and wearing things that we just become imbeciles. It's like, I'm sorry for like kind of being that. I think it's totally being an imbecile if you care so much about clothes and how you look like and kind of like alienating people that do that like for example um bruno you said that you've been a victim but whenever you talk about being a victim the beach one was in brazil but the adidas and puma one was that in the uk or where was that yeah that's in the uk people usually like here are actually like really rich especially in my school so um they really talk about that kind of stuff about outfits and they're really judgy sometimes (laughs) yeah and i feel like in, in brazil especially bro like well, our like for our group of people, like they say, I'll say in Portuguese, olha ali, olha aquele pobre, <laughs> like that. That's in English, like oh my god, look at that poor person. 
Like, <laughs> I just think it's so Yo. ridiculous that, like, not only do we are matching clothing to... I guess you can say you can kind of see who is in the lower class by clothing. But why are you saying... What's, why is that the first thing you say to someone? Like, oh my god, you're poor. Like, that's so connected to consumerism because now we're evaluating ourselves not by, oh my god, this guy is a cool guy. Oh yeah, he has good opinions. Oh yeah, we're now valuing ourselves. Oh, does this guy have money? Does the guy have not money? Is Does he look like us? Does he think like us? Like, this leads to us people being so... <laughs> just so... We become so used to the same thing that we just become the same person. Like, imagine having two Brunos in this call. Like, our conversation would be so boring. Like, so boring. But, Bruno, you, I remember whenever we were walking back from the beach, you said something specifically about how clothing is a... What we said? I forgot the word. Clothing is something... A political opinion? Oh, like, what, a, political a political statement. Yeah, I, I actually... Yeah, yeah. Can you explain I, that? I do think so. Um, I think whenever you use a, a shirt, you're like... Um, you're always like expressing what you're feeling in the moment, in the day. Because you're showing what you wanted to use in that specific period of time. And every time you, you put a shirt on another one, you're just expressing something, you know? And I think everything that you do is an expression. Um, don't you agree with that? Do you have any counter-arguments? I don't know. Mm, I think to an extent, yes. But at the end of the day, does it really matter? Like, does it matter what the person is wearing? Like, oh, if someone random is wearing, like, I don't know, something I would never wear, am I going to discriminate them? Am I going to alienate them? Like, oh, am I going to... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Look at that, um like messed up person like i would never do that i would never categorize someone by just what they're wearing i think that's so superficial and it goes back to like consumerism we are no longer valuing ourselves for our i guess essence and soul and of what our opinions are but we're validating ourselves on shallow things such as clothes and things we can buy and that leads to people they're <laughs> so sad and pathetic like um I, for example, I'll say this. Whenever I was in Brazil and me and Bruno was there, um, I had this very long hair that I think is ridiculous as well, either way. But whenever me and Bruno hanged out with some other people, I used to wear very different clothes, I guess. I just, I, get, I, I acted differently, right? I just acted differently. I guess maybe because I lived in the US for a little bit. And I guess I was a little bit alienated because of that. Because just of how I thought differently and I think that's something negative like Bruno have you ever had that experience that you had a different opinion or I guess you looked weird or looked not weird sorry but looked different that there are some counter effects on your personality or like how you changed yourself like was there an example of that you had in Brazil or in the UK so um I, I can't think of any examples of that, but about what you're talking about, uh, about what you said that in the United States, you used to like use those clothes and not like be as judged as, for example, in Brazil, yo, that, that like culture shock, it's just so visible because for example, if, um, I would like use, uh, flip-flops in Brazil and when I went to the UK, I like for people, it would be like insane to see, uh, other people with flip-flops like in the UK and also in Barcelona too, like. I just feel like um, society, as you said, is also is always like pushing people to like being like similar to each other and like excluding mm -hmm. like deleting like diversity in our society basically. But there are also really different uh, ways that that happens, uh, especially by culture. So 
in one culture, they might be pushing you to being in a way. But when you change countries, that might be totally different. They're pushing you to be in another way. So for me, that I'm a person living in two, like basically I live in the UK, but I also like really oftenly go to Brazil. It's kind of like uh, two, two different cultures are pushing me to different ways. And I, in the end, I'm going to be an outcome of two different cultures and I'm going to have a totally, uh, a totally different personality, maybe a totally different uh, style for clothes. And I think at least this culture uh, shock that happens, it's good for diversity because you're going to see different people in different places with different tastes. And that's pretty good. Yeah, I agree with you, but like, don't you think like you said something very interesting about diversity? I feel like in some areas we're more open to diversity than other areas. Like in Brazil, specifically in Rio, the first thing I can think of is whenever we call gringo. Oh, look at that gringo right there! Like <laughs> we, especially at least the friend group that we had, that we have, like we look at Americans or someone from outside Brazil or even outside Rio. Like for example. I'm half from São Paulo, a state from Brazil, and but I'm also half from Rio. Like some people give me um, like <laughs> just give me like a hard time from being from a different state. Like <laughs> it's just so ridiculous that we're like making fun of our cultures when we're pretty much impeding diversity. And diversity is what makes us different. Diversity is what makes us progress. If we want to become better people, we want to be introduced to new topics. I mean, I, I just think it's so stupid. I, I think it's really stupid. And there's something else that you said, Bruno, specifically about the culture shock. Do you believe that, like, whenever Sorry. you go to Brazil or whenever you go to, like, um, the UK, that do you think you're a copy of yourself or do you think you're just showing a different part of yourself? Like, what do you think? Yeah, um, wait, sorry, what do you mean with that? Okay, so like, for example, you said that you have, um, there's a culture of Brazilian culture, but there's also the culture of the UK. And those things mm -hmm. have affected how you identify yourself and how you pretty much express yourself. Do you think that in Brazil you express more of your Brazilian self? Do you think that in the UK you express more of your UK self? Or do you think that everything is a mix of both? Like, do you think that you change depending on the culture do you think that you should change like what are your thoughts about it um I, I do think that i have to like adapt for example if i'm in the uk i'm gonna have to adapt to that culture so many times i just feel like a totally different person when i'm in the uk and when i'm in brazil um usually in brazil of um uh, i also like meet more of my friends um in in the uk basically i have less friends i only like pretty much my life is studying and meeting some occasional friends but in brazil it's i i'm usually like in vacations and holidays i'm just going to parties and meeting up with friends so i'm a very excited person i'm a very active person but in the uk it's totally different so i kind of have this different personality and i i don't think that like uh a country um one of those countries like kind of like uh shape i don't, I don't like shapes my personality I just feel like I discover new things and I choose to do it. You know, it's not like they're forcing me to be that way, but I feel like I'm I'm doing it because I want, you know. I guess to an extent, but I don't think forcing, because like technically there's no law saying, oh, you have to act Brazilian. You have to act like uh, someone from the UK. But the thing is like, it's societal pressure. 
like very pressure you to be someone else like just saying oh my god dude you look weird or you look different is a pressure to look the same and for like can you like i'm kind of curious now because you've never really talked about this you said that in brazil your personality is more vibrant and in uk you're i guess more like quiet but like can you outline more the difference between these two identities you have um i feel like maybe um in like in Braz- uh, in in the uk i usually have less intimacy with the people like in my school at least so i don't feel like mm-hmm. that i can just be really vibrant around them because they probably might like judge me because they don't know me enough but like in brazil for example i know that everyone knows me enough and they know how i am so i i'm not afraid to show them like everything that I, that i do that i feel and stuff but in the uk i'm trying to be like always like more formal i'm trying like to show like to show myself in a way that people will like me and yeah that's that's really toxic masculinity pretty much i'm basically shaping myself in order um for people to accept me and in brazil i'm like oh i don't even live in that country i, I don't even care you know like honestly i i'm pretty much uh, most of the time in the uk so if people don't like me screw them you know i'm just going I, that's not my life you know it, in the uk i'm more like scared i'm always like um really you know not not trying to be that vibrant around them but why why don't you try changing them why don't you try to be i guess a little bit more brazilian in the uk and i guess a little bit more from the uk from brazil like have you ever tried that or no um yeah i did try like in the in the last months um i i you know discord so i was talking with my friends in discord and one of them like i i stopped being friends with him uh, a while ago he told me that yo bruno i think you you should like try to uh, be le- less like crazy around people um maybe you're going to have like more friends and people are going to actually like invite you to stuff like other people and i tried that try to do a little bit of my UK version in Brazil um didn't really work well because um you know people still are pretty much judgy i still had the same friends and you know i i, I really just shouldn't mind about that i should just like live how i want and that's it honestly <laughs> that's so true bro like that what i i've never known about this bro like what the heck? Yeah, no, that's true. Like, our, our friend. I'm not gonna say names, but I think you you know him. You know, you, I'm pretty sure you know him. He told me to be less yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know stupid. <laughs> I respect. I respect. I respect. I respect that. But like, still though, like that just shows that how much pressure our society gives. Like, I I think it's a little bit interesting though because I don't even know if that's toxic masculinity, or if that's just like a personal opinion. Because many times men are supposed to be act confident. Men are supposed to be quote unquote crazy. And here you are in Brazil saying you need to act less crazy, I guess, less confident. Like that's a little bit interesting. Maybe there's some outliers in that. Maybe like like we're saying, like we're saying that toxic masculinity is a thing, but to a certain extent, I guess toxic masculinity does have some outliers and can be a farce in some opinion in some ways, like since we're talking about how toxic masculinity is shown, do you have any like counter opinions for that? Do you think that maybe count like what are your thoughts about it? What what would you say you disagree with toxic masculinity, or what do you think you disagree with some people that argue for toxic masculinity, Bruno? Um, toxic masculinity, something that I disagree about it. 
Um, I, can't, mm. I don't have anything in mind right now. Um, if you give me a while to think, maybe. Um, I got you, I got you, I got you. But, like, I think it's so something else. Something else is so interesting now. Because I'm very fascinated with this whole concept of identity and culture shock. I think the toxic masculinity and culture shock links very well with each other. Because even though toxic masculinity can be a universal, like, kind of aspect... I think there's different levels to toxic masculinity. Like, maybe in the UK, your toxic masculinity is to be, oh, yeah, you have to be confident, but you also have to, like, be calm. In Brazil, I guess you have to be a little bit more crazier. But then, like, you give an example right there, there are some outliers from that. But now my real question is, since you act so different in those cultures, what do you think is your original identity? Do you think that you have an original identity now? Or do you think, like, what are your opinions about it? Do you think you have one? Yo, that's that's a really good question. And my opinion right now is that like both of them are me. Honestly, I'm not I'm not always that vibrant person. Sometimes I I I actually want to be vibrant to like I don't know for for the moment, but sometimes I'm just feeling like, you know, I want to be a more chill person. I want to actually like have serious conversations and stuff. And you know what? About being like vibrant in Brazil, I think Brazilian people, especially, they have a uh, like a stereotype around the world that they're uh, a, a, like people that scream a lot, that party a lot. Um, honestly, in the UK, I've seen that um, in parties, for example, Brazilians are the people that um, I don't know how to say. Like uh, they in Portuguese, we say like chegar pessoa. They're like really flirtatious, you know. They try to like hang out with the girls and stuff. And uh, being an, a very active person in Brazil, like, kind of, like, is actually, like, over, like, what is normal there. Like, for example, um, if I'm a very active person in Brazil, imagine, like, if I was the same in the UK. It would be really insane, you know. If I'm very active in Brazil, I'm a very, very active person. In, in the UK... Um, if I acted the same, it would be like crazy. So I, I don't, I'm not used to like being that way in the UK. I'm a more chill person, as I said. Okay. And you, like, this go back to something I wanted to ask before. Do you think that it, your identities are copies of your original thing or are both of them part of your identity now? Like, do you think they're copies or like, for example, let me be a little bit more specific. Let's say you have one identity. But then in the UK, you express more one part of it. And then in Brazil, you express another part of it. Or do you think that you have three identities? One is the original. Then there's the UK copy that is a copy of the original one, but adapted to the UK. And then there's the Brazilian copy, which is your original identity, but then copied and adapted to the Brazilian society. Like, what do you think? Um... What do you mean with copies? Uh, uh, that's kind of confusing. <laughs> like, cause in my, I'll, I'll just pretty much say what I think. Like, primarily, I think that I'll say the other side because I think that's the other side. I think I have one identity, and I think that in Brazil I express a little bit more of a different part of my identity, even in America I express a different one. But I guess you can argue that I have this essence, something that will never change. For example, I will always be curious. I will always be extroverted. I will always, I guess, have humor to a certain extent or have, I guess, um, a sexual slash edgy humor or dark humor. But then in Brazil, I might show more of my different type of humor, maybe more sexual humor, more shallow humor. 
If in America, I might show more of my dark humor or edgy humor. Like, technically, there are copies of my main identity, something that will never change. But I create copies of it to adapt to other ones. That's what I think. And I feel like that's a very interesting question because I don't know. Like, I don't know if my identity is a copy of something or if it's just a different part of mine. And I'm just curious, like, what do you think? Yeah, honestly, um, I feel like I have a totally different perspective about this. I think that, like, like I have many identities. I, I, and I don't think I have... I, I would never have a main one, honestly. Like, I'm a, I have infinite identities. And from the places I've, I've visited, from the people I've seen, these are the ones that I found out. The, 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 the chill one, usually in the UK, the, the more vibrant per, uh, person that I am in, the, in Brazil... And I'm like, I'm always like changing. I could like one day just go to a totally different country, be a totally different person. And I just don't have a main thing that I will always do everywhere. I'm just going to always be like changing, uh, like learning with stuff, uh, being mature, being more mature. And honestly, I think that's a a very, uh, that's a, a, a topic about values too, if you have values. And I think my values just change all the time. I don't. I don't really have this main one, you know. But I like. Don't you think there's certain like things that will never change about you? Like, wherever, wherever you go, or whatever time it is, you will always have this kind of like characteristic. Don't you think that? Um, not really. I think uh, my my thoughts about like stuff could change anytime. I'm always open to. To different things like uh to different uh perspectives one day i might feel one way the other day i might feel the other i don't i don't feel like i have a main uh characteristic that will be everywhere you know but that's the thing then if you don't have it so you don't have like i guess you can argue that you have no identity because there's nothing that will be similar to all cultures like i feel like you do bruno like i seriously think that everyone i i mean okay, it's my theory I feel like everyone has this kind of essence that will never change. I will, like, like I said, I will always be curious. I'll be, I'll always be extroverted, but I might show some sides more than others. Just like you, like, for example, I think that you will always be, I guess, have be extroverted. Of course, you might be more. I guess you might show more of your extrovertedness in Brazil, but of course, you might feel extroverted in the UK as well. However, that is an assumption because I've never seen you in the UK. I've never seen you how you interact with people in the UK. But I've seen you talk to people. I've talked to your friends in the UK. But that was when I was around. I don't know how you talked to them. But I feel like it, there has to be something, Bruno. And like a similarity between those two identities that you will find a central identity, I think. I really think so. But like, don't, like do you still disagree with that or no? Um, honestly, for me, the the identity, yeah, there is an identity, but it's pretty much built from like experiences. For example, if you've lived in America and Brazil, you're gonna have uh, your identity based on what you you have lived. But I I feel like I have really different like aspects of me that I could just find out um, if I visited different places. I and I don't really have a main one. It's just um, from what I've lived, from what I've seen. Um, that's how it I was shaped. And in any time, it could just change, you know. And you think that's bad, or do you think that's good? Um, honestly, I I don't feel it <laughs> like it's bad or good. I I I just think that's life, you know. Um, it's it's natural. It happens to anyone. That's it. But do you think we should have like I don't know. Like I think it's interesting. Like, do you think we should 
Because I feel like to a certain extent, you shouldn't completely change your character just to like adapt. I feel like you have to keep this part of yourself. Because when you, you kind of lose who you are, like you might ask, oh, if I'm so different everywhere, who even am I? And that can lead to an identity crisis, I think. Like, I feel like sometimes you have to just be yourself and something that would never change. Like, I feel like, Bruno, there's definitely something inside of you that doesn't want to change. But you just change it just, just, just so you can get used to it, in my opinion. But maybe um, I'm wrong. But Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. Um, but what about you, Arthur? Do you think, like, that people, like, should have, like, values that sh they should always, like, keep, like, in every moment? Like, whenever, like, you're in different places, you're always gonna, like, remember those are the core values of yourself and that you should never change them. And what are your values in that case? I like that question a lot. I feel like you should never change your values depending on where you are. Like, for example, I will always have the value honesty over everything. Like, even when honesty or might hurt someone, I will always be honest because I know that's more of my values, right? Whenever I'm in America, I will, because I guess I'm kind of American, I will always be honest. In Brazil, I'll always be honest. Um, same thing, my value for respecting women, I want to respect, I respect women in Brazil, in America, I'll have the same value. But you saying that my values will not change, I feel like that's different. I think my values might change over time, meeting new people, but I don't think I will ever change my values depending on where I am. Because... That is something that I would consider part of my central identity. Something that doesn't adapt. Something that is completely original to myself. Like, I, I think it's impossible for you not to... Like, how can you change values? Like, can you give an example of how you change values um, from Brazil to the UK? Um, okay, the, the internet kind of lagged a little bit, but okay. So, above... I, I just think that the world is, like, always changing. And there will always, like, be di different scenarios for different... Uh, for different things mm -hmm. for example you might open an uh an, like you might open it uh an exception for one of those values for example um you had you had to lie to someone to protect them from like i don't know uh maybe even a very dangerous uh, situation you had to just lie to them or maybe for example if someone in your family just killed um uh, someone you, you might just have th this total different like value of protecting family always and just turn up against them or for example if uh, a family member killed another family member like how would you like react to that would your values change with that or no you would like totally defend uh the person the murderer for example mm. dude honestly that's a good question because that comes into question like are some values more important than the other ones I think, honestly, like, in the case of a family member killing someone else, honestly, like, even though it might seem super messed up, I feel like I would probably, like, tell the police depending on it. Like, it depends on it a lot. You know what I mean? Like, if one of my family members kills someone else for self-defense, of course, I'm gonna tell the police and I'm gonna argue for them, like, oh, um, yeah, he killed him, but it was total self-defense. Like, he was trying to kill him as well. It was either kill or be killed, Right? But if my family member that I know of has killed someone else and someone asks, like a policeman asks, oh, did he do that? I'm going to be frank with that. I'll be like, yeah, sadly he did this. Or maybe instead of lying, I could just say, I don't want to answer the question. But at the end of the day, there's always going to be an option of not lying. Because whenever, whenever there's an option of asking a question, 
you can either lie, tell the truth, or not answer the question. So there's not just two options. You can just not answer the question, in my opinion. So why? what's the point of lying when you could just deflect the question? Yeah, sure. But like, in my opinion, um, the world, is, as I said, is always changing. And I don't like this idea of like a- attaching to stuff. Um, what makes me different from you are the experiences uh, I've lived and, you know, my my values my values will always be changing and that's what shapes me honestly like everyone yep. is just pretty much changing every time and we're just adapting to situations and we're not holding to stuff that's it yeah but that's a value changing over time that understand your value can change over time that that is constructive that is maturing and that's pretty much being mature but your values changing depending on what culture you're in I feel like that's a different case. Like, can you give an example of how a value from, like, I guess when you're, whenever you're in Brazil changes whenever you're in UK? Like, can you give an example of that or no? Um, honestly, no. Yeah. I mean, values, like, well, like, my, what I actually, like, my priorities, they, yeah. they never changed, like, at all. I don't feel like they, they have changed right now. But I do, I'm open to, like, changing them if like i feel like one day if something happens or if uh, i don't know i'm just convinced that some priorities are better than others i'm just i just feel like i could change but i don't feel like i've experienced any any things that made me change my priorities honestly no no, no i got you but like you you, ta- you said something like a couple minutes before about how your values change depending on where where you are and i don't really i don't think that's good like, of course, you can change your through time, but changing through place, like, for example, let's say um, the value of being, I guess, respect. Let's say that you're respectful in Brazil, but then you have a, but then you have a different value in the, in the UK, which leads you to be disrespectful. Like, I don't think you should change your values depending on where you are. Like, do you retract what you said or did I understand something wrong? Um, I don't know, bro. <laughs> bro, I swear to God you said that. Like, I swear to God you said something about that. But, okay, okay, whatever, whatever, whatever. But I just want to go back to masculinity real quick because this episode is already going really, really long. But, like, I think that it was very interesting how you talk about culture shocks because, of course, culture does create toxic masculinity and there's different toxic masculinities depending on what culture you are. But I just want to tie it back to toxic masculinity. Men are expected so many values every day. Be stronger, be smarter, be cooler, get with more women. And when men don't really get into those expectations or values, they just feel like poop. Like, <laughs> like you know what I'm trying to say? Like, we just feel like, we just feel bad. And that is the reason why if you search it up, male suicide rates compared to women, there's so much more men killing themselves than women. And of course, there's this whole thing of feminism, like, oh yeah, women suffer so much. But you guys have to understand, like, I feel like the major difference between women and men is that women are accepted to be insecure. But whenever a man is insecure, he's seen as weak. Like, do you agree with that, Bruno? Like, do you have an example? Yeah, sure. Um, I think in, in our, uh, in our, like, in our society, for example, we could pretty much, like, it's, for us, it's, it feels, like, normal to, like, see many, like, introvert girls, because, um, we see the world as, like, girls should be, like, uh, they should, like, 
you know, be, be more reserved. Be submissive. Yeah, they should be like more reserved. Like we expect girls to not be like, for example, very judged uh, job. Like I mean, profession nowadays. I don't. I don't know if you can call it profession, but sure, uh, it's prostitution because we think that like uh, girls should like be more reserved with their body. They should mm-hmm. be. They should hold on to these things. And honestly, for guys, we don't judge them because we yeah. we have this with with different thing about them. You know. That's so true. Like porn stars, for example. Like you see so many women like being judged, but if a guy does, like, oh my god, dude, you're so cool. Oh my god, like. That is so true. I've never thought about that. But yeah, continue. I'm sorry if I interrupted. I just, uh, I forgot what I was talking about, honestly. <laughs> You're talking about how women are more reserved. Yeah. And like in school, for example, I think uh, if you if you see an, an introvert girl too, um, it's quite like common. We, you see many introvert girls, but maybe sometimes if a guy just wants to be a more reserved person, um you're like always pushing him to like go to parties and uh, hang out with girls and flirt with stuff and stuff i think we have a, a friend in common that pretty much um you know he he isn't really like into like those parties and stuff parties, but yeah, our actually. other friends are always pushing him to go to these places and yeah. i don't feel like that happens the same intensity as with girls like it's pretty mm-hmm. common to see like girls they like to be in their own, read books and stuff. But with guys, we're pushing them to always like be very active and going to to these places, you know. Yeah, and it goes back to masculinity. Exactly, exactly that, Bruno. Like we have so many expectations on men, and if you go against it, then you're pretty much alienated. Like, why do you think there's names such as nerds or weebs now? It's to pretty much make them feel as if they're inferior. But going back to the insecurity thing, for example, um. Like in Instagram or TikTok, you'd be like, oh my God, this happened. Oh my God, I'm so sad. And then you go to the comments. Oh my God. Oh my God. I hope you're okay. I hope you're okay. Oh my God. This, this, this. But now if a man does the exact same thing, like, oh my God, dude, stop being such a, uh, stop being such a wimp. Stop being such a drama queen. Like, bro, it's just so hypocritical how, like not even men treat men, but like how women treat men as well. Like, it's not only a men and men problem, it's a woman on men problem. It's a universal problem, how we treat and expect so many things on men. And yeah, I feel like, do you have anything to add, Bruno, or no? You, you just reminded me of, like, um, how, like, it's so common for girls to, like, do TikToks and those dances. But when you see a guy, at, at least in Brazil, when I see, <laughs> when our friends just see a guy doing a TikTok dance, we're all just making fun of him. And we're calling him strange things, you know. It's not really... It's really Honestly, different, like, perspectives, I, I, you know. That's sadly one of my main things. I, I kind of perpetrate into that society. But even if I see a girl do that, I'm like, bro, why is she even doing that either way? But yeah, I do agree that I do judge guys doing that more than men. Especially, like, whenever the guys whenever the guys are on TikTok, and we're going to be like, oh, look, let me, lip, let me lip bite. Oh, my God, look how hot I am. And we're like, bro, what, what the heck are you doing that? But whenever a girl do that, of course, there are some gonna, there's going to be some people who be like, oh, that's kind of stupid. But most of the guys will be like, oh, yeah, that's all right. Like, it is a double standard. It really is a double standard. But, yeah. Do you have anything else to add, Bruno, or, or can we close the episode for today? Um, so, we're, we're closing soon. Okay, I just wanted to say um, thanks, thanks for inviting me to the podcast, Arthur. Bro, Thank you very much. it's not my <laughs> podcast, bro. It's our podcast. It, like, oh, it, yeah. There's, there's no host, and you're like... The inferior, we're both co-hosts. We're both all equal, dog. Come on, bro. Don't think as if you're inferior, bro. Come on. And okay, yeah. yeah. 
You did but great I, in the first episode, bro. Really, like, there's no no reason for you to be like so. Um, I guess not reserved, but like so anxious about it. Like, it's just a conversation, bro. It really is. I just can't agree with that. I I feel like probably like after uh we finish this and submit this. Um, I just feel, I just can see a friend of mine just uh going into it, getting cuts from it, and making fun of what I said. Honestly, I was bro. so nervous the entire time. I probably said some bad stuff. I don't know. Bro, whatever, dog. Like honestly, it doesn't really even matter to be honest. But yeah. Anyway, thank you so much, guys, for listening to our podcast. This was the other side podcast with me, Arthur, and my best friend Bruno, the new co-host. So yeah, thank you guys so much, and I'll see you guys next episode. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs> <laughs>